welcome to the She Sits at His Feet podcast with me, Cicely Renee, and we talk about Christian lifestyle and creative well-being. I'm super excited that you are here, and we are going to dive right on in. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome back. I'm so excited that you're here. I have an awesome episode for you. Um, So let's just jump right in. Uh, So I was reflecting on my time when I had a bookstore. And so I had my bookstore, I think it was June 2021 to September 2022. So about a year and some months. It didn't last that long, but it was a powerful experience that like taught me so many things. And so One of the things that I struggled with greatly was that, you know, I was the only one here who was running the bookstore. So my family, they, you know, lived all over the country. So I was running this by myself in a in a mall where you had to be open seven days a week during the business hours and the mall was dying and so not many people were coming in and I didn't I didn't get to pay myself and so I was like, Okay, we're gonna have to multitask. So I was doing a part time job while sitting at the bookstore it was just it was a lot right and so I was struggling to find people I trusted to help me run the bookstore there was issues because I'm like I needed people to work there during the day but also they needed a volunteer because I wasn't paying myself (laughs) and so I didn't have the money to pay other people so I was like I need volunteers so trying to find volunteers that wanted to be there that agree with the mission you know just was enjoyed it was a challenge and so I also had a hard time trusting people so one thing is because I am not from Texas so all the people I have been meeting they're brand new in my life so I did not grow up with them And so that can put like a barrier because it's like, okay, can I really trust you with the money? Can I trust you with this, that, and the other? Are you going to, you know, represent the the business well? So it was a lot going through my head and I was just like, okay, I just needed to find the right people to help me run this bookstore. And it was cool because I had a few people, you know, that really stepped up. They were there. They, you know, I could go and sleep. I could go and do something else, you know, and they were able to run the bookstore. But there are some people that wanted to volunteer. And I was just like, "Mm, your spirit is saying no, no, no. And so understanding that spirit of discernment, it is so huge. Knowing who God is sending you and maybe God's not saying, oh, this is the person, but it's what they their their light inside of them, whether it's light or darkness. And so just being aware of that. Um, and so like I had to ask God, I was like, God, please send me the people. Please send me the people. And he was sending me people. Um, and he also told me that I needed to close the store, <laughs> which was cool too. And so, but in that time, I was like, God, send me people. I had people come and donate money. Like someone paid my rent. You know, I, there were people that were supporting and I just was like, yo, These are the people you need in your corner. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is just finding the right people that need that that are standing in your corner. Have you ever had people close to you that just stabbed you in your back? Like they may not have like stabbed you in the back, but they didn't support you 
at all. They were jealous of you. They wanted your position, you know, so that's crazy, right? And we need to be, you know, aware of the people in our corner. And so it's just so important, especially, you know, just anybody, right? But even as entrepreneurs, maybe parents, you know, students, whatever role it is, you need to make sure you have people filled with faith in your life. It is so essential. So I'm reading the Bible in 52 weeks and you are more than welcome to join me. You know, I'll put the link down below. Um, But right now we are in Exodus and I was reading this passage and I was just like, bro, this is huge. I was just like blown away. So because, you know, Exodus, Genesis, it's just, you know, it's it's wild to read and try to picture this. And it's just cool. But this really stood out to me. Um, where I was just like, I need to talk about this on the podcast. So in Exodus chapter 17, verses 10 through 13, it says, So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses's hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And I was like, that's so powerful. Like, that was teamwork. That was huge. You know, like, imagine... You know, people, they were just so distracted or focused on what they wanted to do where, you know, you would suffer, right? So here are three things that stood out to me. So we have Aaron and her. They saw that when Moses' hands were up, you know, they prevailed. And then when his hands were down, you know, Amalek prevailed. And so they got him a stone. They supported his hands. Moses didn't ask for this. Like, it doesn't say in these scriptures that Moses was like, do you not see my hand? Do you not see I'm tired? You know, he's not begging them to help him. They saw that he needed support and they went and supported him. And I was just like, man, man, you know, the people that are there, that are attentive, that are, you know, they see what you're seeing and they they know that there needs to be something done. So they step up to, you know, the plate and do what needs to be done. And I'm just like, man, we need those people in our lives. Like, I know I struggle with asking people for help. I'm like, do you see me struggling? Why do I have to go and ask you for help? Why do you see me put carrying 20 bags of, you know, groceries up these stairs, but you're just going to wait for me to walk up the stairs and not say, oh, do you need a hand? Like, I just, you know, you need people that see and take action. And so that was my first point. The second point was while they were on the hill, you know, Joshua was on the ground fighting this is teamwork. Like they had their own specific roles, right? They, they understood their assignment. No one was fighting for the leading role. Like imagine having, you know, it's, it's your celebration, right? They're celebrating you. And all of a sudden people are like trying to up, uh, up, you know, upstyle you or 
do something so that the focus gets taken off of you and is on them. Like one thing that cracks me up is that when you're at a wedding, you're celebrating your love, you know, and all of a sudden your best friend decides to propose to their 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 boo right and all of a sudden now the attention is all on them I'm like this was not the place this is not the time (laughs) I need you to be paying attention of what is important right now you know and I just I'm just like wow that is not how it's supposed to be (laughs) so anyways no one was fighting for that leading role you know everybody understood where they're supposed to be at their assignment and did that they weren't complaining they weren't saying well his role is light you know like Aaron and her or yeah Aaron and her you know they could have you know Joshua could have been like what they what are they doing they can be on the ground with me fighting these people but no they're just standing there <laughs> holding you know Moses's hand and then also like Moses you know like he 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 was the leading role but he didn't stress he didn't say you need to serve me you need to do this for me you know, like, do you not see that I'm suffering? You need to do this. He, it wasn't, it wasn't him, like, you know, trying to be more than what he is, right? Like, he n- respected everybody's role. And then the third point is that sometimes you are the supporting role, and that is more than okay. When you show yourself to be supportive, nine times out of ten, Others will support you when it's your turn, right? And so knowing that, you know, we're building a team, we're a community. I'm not trying to upstage you. I'm not trying to take your position. I will support you. And hopefully they can support you when it's their turn, you know? So that supportive role is, you know, essential. So do not, you know, knock the supporting role. Don't belittle it. Don't look down on it. It is just as important as the leading role. So now like, let's look at this. So I was a high school teacher. And so we had students, we had certain students that really wanted to excel, they wanted to, you know, study, they wanted to get, you know, good grades, but they had their friends that were slackers. And they would distract them and disturb them and do whatever they could so that they could not, you know, listen in class. And then the kids all of a sudden are starting to fail. And it's just like, yo, <laughs> that is not your friend. If he wants, he, he wants you to succeed just as much as you want to succeed. That is how it's supposed to be. And so just kind of thinking about your crew, like, are they, you know, persuading you to go out and party and wait till the last minute to study? you know if that is them then they are your wrong crew if you know they are not there helping you study for that exam you know not sharing insight or providing resources such as pizza like what about those late nights don't worry I'm gonna order us pizza we're gonna stay up all night we're gonna get this information in our heads like we need that we need that in your crew like that is vital and vice versa so like examine yourself Are you the supportive crew or the destructive crew? That's something to think about. (laughs) And so what about mothers? So I don't know. So I'm, I feel like my, you know, audience is all women. (laughs) So maybe you're a mother, but like who is in your corner? 
You know, who is there to help you when you just need some sleep? You know, you got your dads, you got the, you know, them, but sometimes they can be a little oblivious to things, right? So, but what about your girls? You know, and then also, you know, remember when the baby formula was like scarce? Like, is there someone that can be like, they're walking and they're like, oh yeah, let me grab my homegirl some formula even if they don't have a baby, right? And they're like, let me just support them this way, keep them stocked up. Cause I remember they had like a limit. You could only have like two. And so just it just is, you know, thinking about other people is just so it's so helpful for our lives. Um and so just thinking about that. So like who are those people that, you know, could go to the store for you? Who is that person that could, you know, babysit your baby while you take a nap? who are these people? (laughs) And so as I continued to read, there was another passage that just blew my mind. Okay. Um, so we have Exodus 18 verses 13 through 26. I'm not going to read it, but this was when Jethro, which is Moses's father-in-law came to visit him and praise God for all the marvelous things that, you know, God did for the Israelites, you know, so now after that is done, you know, they're living in a new land and Moses is judge. So Jethro notices that, you know, all these people keep coming to him, asking for things, begging, train, like complaining, all these things. And Moses just sits there all day, every day, listening to everyone. And there had to been like over 4,000 people. I can't remember how many people, but it was a lot of people. And for him to listen to every single person, and th- 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 there was only 24 hours in a day. And hopefully he's sleeping about eight of those hours. And then hopefully he is alive within eight of those hours. So just, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but Jethro was like, you know what? You can't do this. You are going to stretch yourself out. You're going to, you know, you're going to, this is going to be taxing on you, you know? And then he was like, find able men, teach them and train them to do the work and to bring only serious matters to you. Right. And so Moses listened. And so there's so many things that stands out to me in that area. So the first one, Jethro was a priest in Midian, right? He was a great leader. And so his counsel, his godly counsel was credible. And so just knowing where this advice is coming from, if it's coming from ill will, hatred, uh, jealousy, or is it from love, God, you know, peace, you know, all of that. You want to make sure you're testing this information, making sure that it is credible because you can't just take information or suggestions or advice or counsel from just anybody, especially if you are in the kingdom. You can't go to the world for advice on certain things. Like, of course, they'll have that information, but we want to make sure that it is coming from, you know, a God-filled place, a spirit-filled, you know, place. Um, because, you know, the world, they 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 teeter-totter, right? They're like, mm, maybe this is what you should do, or they're not too firm in what they believe, right? Um, the next thing was that he relinquished his power or he had to delegate, which would save his life ultimately, right? He wouldn't have to stress, you know, he would have time for peace and solitude and to do what he wanted to do rather than just sitting there listening to people complain about every little thing, you know? 
And so the next thing about that, though, is that you have to trust the people that you train to do their job. Don't just train them and then monitor every move. You want to, you know, encourage them with your belief that they can do it. Like, you don't want to stress them out either, right? (laughs) So like when I had my bookstore, I had to relinquish some power because, you know, I was working myself to death. Like I had, you know, stomach issues. I was always feeling sick. My back was hurting. I was tired. You know, I was just doing everything. And so finding the right people to train was a God thing because God sent me some amazing people and God like put things in my head and he was like, create a manual. So I had a manual at the desk for them. Like I was like this, but this is serious business. (laughs) And so I, you know, trained them and then I let it go. I didn't call them constantly. I didn't, I didn't check in. I let them do their thing. And if they did have questions, they would call and I would support. And so I was like, so that I became their supporting, you know, role, their supporting person, because this is their time to to lead. And I was like, go ahead, because I need some rest. Um, And so also, you know, there are a lot of people that want to give you crazy advice and have no clue about what is really happening, you know, behind the scenes, right? So I wouldn't go to a non-entrepreneur, someone who has never had their own business for advice, right? Jethro was a minister. He was a preacher. He was after God's heart. And Moses basically was teaching them about God, what they're supposed to do, um, how to live a godly life. And so like, that was good, uh, godly counsel, right? Um, So there were a lot of people that, you know, kept trying to tell me what I needed to do. And I'm just like, you really have no idea. Like, I understand that you want to help, you know, but, you know, suggestions and advice are two different things. And so not everything will make sense. So you're going to have to have that spirit of discernment, okay? Um, And I would go to my aunt, who was my godly counsel, like, and she was, you know, well-versed, educated. She knew a lot of things and she was supportive. She held me accountable. That was another thing. You know, a lot of people want to just, you know, say, yeah, go ahead, do that. I believe in you, do this. Nah, she was like, no, don't do that. Nope, you're not going to do this. Okay, you need to do these things, do do it this way. And I was just like, okay. And so I trusted her. God sent me to, sent her to me and everything was so amazing. And so I want to say these things. Remember, you know, you need to find your faith-filled, supportive crew. That is essential in every part of your life. You may not use the same people for every certain thing. So just making sure you pay attention to that. But having su- supportive crew, that is faithful because, you know, you get a lot of friends that, you know, don't believe in God. And so it's like, okay, I understand your guidance, your counsel, but I just want to make sure that it is God's will, right? Because they don't go to God first, right? Um, the next one is having that godly counsel, right? So just backing up what I just said, you know, um, we're not here to do worldly things, right? We just because we are in the world doesn't mean that we are of the world. And then number three, respect and honor the supporting role. They are just as important, never beneath you. And remember, you will be playing the supportive role too. So don't forget that. So 
just those points. What are your thoughts on those? What are your thoughts on those scriptures? If you have your Bible, go ahead and read those and just be like, hmm, that makes sense. Or, hmm, nope, I don't quite understand. Or whatever comes to your head. I would love to know in the comments below. But the show's not over. Let's keep this party going. Embracing the slow life as Christians. The slow life will save your life, y'all. And what does that mean? It just means that you're intentional with your time. You're intentional with what you do. You are focused on, you know, self and moving slow, sipping tea slowly. You are cooking from scratch and not rushing. You know, you are in the moment. You are present. And that is huge. That is something we all need to keep in mind. And so with that being said, one of the things that really stood out in these passages was that delegating will help you. It will allow your life to slow down. I don't know who told you that you're supposed to do it all and all the time they lied to you. (laughs) You do not have to do it all. You do not have to bend over backwards. You don't have to have a schedule that is book solid from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. That is not what God wants for your life. He said, delegate those things. He said, allow someone else to have an opportunity to, you know, grow and live in their, you know, being with whatever is going on. Like, think about it. Um, Parents, you know, I understand you know, that these babies can't take care of themselves. I totally understand that, you know. And so, you know, just making sure that, again, having the right people in your life to help you, to support you, will help you out drastically, you know. And I don't know your situation. I don't know what's going on. But if you don't have anybody, you know, God is there. You can pray to him and be like, God, can you send me the right people to help me on this journey? Okay. And so you can delegate certain tasks to that person. So this is your reminder to free up some of that space, to let go some of those tasks that you think that you have to do. You know, ask God to rearrange your schedule, your time and tell you what needs to be given to someone else and do that. (laughs) Now it's time for the biblical business where we are doing business God's way. So here in the biblical business, we either do like business spotlights, we, you know, maybe do an interview, we do business ideas, we help with the behind the scenes areas, but we're going to talk today about business ideas. And so, you know, we have been talking about people in your corner and maybe you're like, I want to be the person in someone else's corner. So finding an area that you are passionate about and where it helps others is a great way to serve, but it also make money, right? So one of the best businesses there is out there is the coaching business, right? And so, of course, yes, there's so many life coaches or, you know, um, physical coaches where they're helping people get into shape. 
Um, but there are so many other areas that need God-filled believers, you know. So I have a friend who I just thought this was such an amazing idea. She started a faith-based image consulting business. And part of her mission um, says that it's equipping women to see themselves like God does. And so I just thought that was so cool. You know, I'm just like, you. I will put the link to her, you know, website below, but you should check it out. And I just thought that was really cool that I wanted to highlight that. But other areas, you know, there's education. You know, you can teach teachers, parents, churches how to implement Christ in their behavior management system or how to teach the Bible to little kids. Like you can find your niche in between your passions and what you want to serve, like how you want to serve, what areas, right? There are other areas too. So like health and wellness, finances, mental wellness. Maybe you are like me and you love to help people write books, um, sharing their story. Um, just, you know, you want to find what you are passionate about. Don't do it. Don't go chasing after money. You know, the money will come as, lo- as long as you stay committed, you know, to what you choose to do, Right. So what are some other areas that could be of interest to you in the coaching business, right? You know, so I want you to think about those, jot those down in a notebook and yeah, please share with me so I can share with others as well. It's time for the verse of the day. So I've been reading Exodus, you know, I said that earlier, but I just finished up Exodus chapter 20 today, and that's all about the Ten Commandments, right? And so one thing to pay attention to when we're talking about the Ten Commandments is that, you know, the first four are all about God, right? And then the second half is all about the people that you're connected with, right? So the first half is vertically, like up and down, you and God, and then the other ones is horizontal. Horizontal, so you and people, right? And so the crazy thing is, and you know, Matthew, when the man comes to Jesus and asks him, What's the best, the greatest commandment, right? And Jesus says, You know, first love God with all your heart, and then the second one is to love others how you love yourselves. So that goes back to the Ten Commandments the first part, loving God. And then the second part, loving others, right? And so I just was like, wow, that's so beautiful. And, you know, I'm new to reading the Bible from, you know, every chapter. So like I'm diving deep. And so like things are mixing and matching and meshing. And I'm like seeing things a lot more clearly. But I want to end off with our verse of the day which is all about loving other people, right? And so Galatians 6 and 2, it says, carry each other's burdens and you will fulfill the law of Christ. And so, yeah, when we love others, when we share, when we help, when we take on their burdens, we are doing what God wants us to do. And I know we're not always in it, (laughs) always in it for the blessings, but you will be blessed. 
you know, just making sure your heart is in alignment too. Don't be doing it just to get blessed. Anyways, so, you know, the supporting role is so needed, especially in these times. Like there's so much happening, you know, there's inflation like crazy, yet our, you know, hourly wages are not going up, right? You know, we got parents with their children having issues, struggling, needing support. We have small businesses needing our support, you know. So when we take the time to love others as we love ourselves, that is how we carry each other's burdens. So that is the verse of the day. And before we close out, we you got some homework. Y'all have some homework, okay? So I want you guys to examine your role in others' lives as well as the people in your life. Where do the where do you rank them in your circle? Are they in your circle? Do they need to be in your circle? And lastly, how can you elevate yourself to carry others' burdens? How can you win best supporting role in their life? Go ahead and comment, you know, journal this out, you know, however you want to, you know, process these questions. And if you want to put them in the comments, let me know. If you want to DM me, please do, okay? I hope you guys have a blessed day and I hope you love this podcast. Go ahead and make sure you share with others and comment and like and be sure to subscribe too. Peace and blessings.